with what if I caught it? You know, I just do things. Hey everybody, welcome to Basis Point. Uh, this is Brendan Harris. Um, is anybody out there interested in winning some chocolate gold coins? If you are, I'm about to tell you about a contest that any of you could win. Uh, it's a contest to come up with a good intro or boilerplate statement to start each episode of this podcast. A lot of the ones I listen to, the host says like a little thing that they say at the beginning of every episode. Um, and I am thinking I might want to have one of those. So if you have a good idea for an intro statement for this podcast, Please write it up in an email. Send it to basispointpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, of all of those uh, submissions that I receive, if I get one that I like and that is funny and a good way to start this podcast, I will send you a five-ounce bag of Palmer's Finest Gold coin solid milk chocolate flavored coins i know that sounds dumb but that is how it's listed on amazon it says coins twice so five ounces of gold coins chocolate gold coins there are four coins per serving and in a serving there are 210 calories with 100 calories from fat that's 50 percent of the saturated fat you're supposed to have in a day in four coins. Um, in case any of you have allergies, I'll just list the ingredients here of these chocolate gold coins. Sugar, hydrogenated vegetable oil, whey, cocoa, skim milk, lactose, soy lecithin, and vanilla. Also, they're manufactured on equipment that processes wheat, peanut butter, and almonds. If a five-ounce bag of those Sounds like your cup of tea. And do you think you can come up with a good intro for this pod? Send your submissions to basispointpodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get into the good stuff. So we're in chapter two in The Wealth of Nations. Uh, the title of this chapter is Of the Principle Which Gives Occasion to the Division of Labor. Um, and here, Smith kind of shows why um, economies develop in the first place. And this is kind of a, I, if you remember from last chapter, um, he kind of gives this really kind of zoomed out picture of the entire global economy mobilizing to outfit this meager English peasant with, you know, his shirt and pants and shoes and, um, like, his cookware and all that kind of stuff. So uh, you have this crazy coordination that brings everyone together and um, coordinates all this economic activity. So here goes Adam Smith telling us how it all happens. 
This division of labor from which so many advantages are derived is not originally the effect of any human wisdom which foresees and intends that general opulence to which it gives occasion. It is the necessary, though very slow and gradual, consequence of a certain propensity in human nature which has in view no such extensive utility. The propensity to truck, barter, and exchange one thing for another. Whether this propensity be one of those original principles in human nature of which no further account can be given, or whether, as seems more probable, it be the necessary consequence of the faculties of reason and speech, it belongs not to our present subject to inquire. It is common to all men, and to be found in no other race of animals which seem to know neither this nor any other species of contracts. So one of the things that was really interesting to me about um, what he says here is he talks about the, the origin of this behavior to barter and trade, and he speculates that it may be the result of the development of language um, in humankind, and it made me wonder, like, what did Smith think about early humans or primitive humans, or like what was? Because I guess my thinking about this was that before Charles Darwin, everybody like the best explanation anybody had was God made Adam and Eve, and you know they had kids, and that's like where humanity started. But it kind of sounds here like um, Smith is speculating that language developed in humans, that it wasn't just like given to them from God or something like that, which makes sense that he was an enlightenment thinker. Um, but I just wonder what his, his views on like early man were. Um, he did write a dissertation called On the Origin of Languages, which he attached to um, his book on moral sentiments. So I'm not going to read that, but I wonder what it says. Um, but basic, this idea is really cool that Smith is getting across here, that the economy is an emergent phenomenon from uh, some more basic human behavior. This idea does come up again in Charles Darwin's um, on the Origin of Species, which is, you know, was published like 85-ish years after this book. Um, and it is a really advanced idea, um, and one that uh, even now we're discovering um, some of the dynamics of emergent systems. I actually um, am going to include now a lecture from Robert Sapolsky. He's a professor at Stanford University. He teaches biology and neurology. Um, and he's going to explain some, he gives some really neat examples of um, this concept of emergence uh, that I think is applicable to what uh, Smith is saying in this chapter. Emergent complexity. What is that about? It's systems where you have a very small number of rules for how very large numbers of simple participants interact. What's that about? 
Here's what emergence is about. You take an ant and you put it on a tabletop and you watch what it's doing and it makes no sense whatsoever. You take 10 ants and do it and none of them make any sense. You put 100 and they're all scattering around and somewhere around, I don't know, 1,000 ants or so, they suddenly start making sense. And you put in 10,000 or 100,000 or whatever it is and suddenly, instead of some little thing wandering around aimlessly, you suddenly have a colony that can grow fungi and regulate the temperature of the colony and all these things and suddenly out of these ants emerges an incredibly complex adapted system, an adaptive one. And the critical point there is no single ant knows what the temperature should be in the colony or if this is time to go out foraging in this direction instead of that direction. It all emerges out of the nature of ant interactions. You've got very simple constituent parts, an ant. You've got very simple rules for how they interact with each other. Ants have, I don't know, maybe three and a half rules. Don't tell Deborah Gordon in the department who's an ant obsessive, but that I may be inadvertently dissing the ants, but they have a small number of rules as to how they interact. If you bump into an ant and you do this with the pheromones, you go this way and if you go that way, and I'm just making it up, they have a small number of rules. And as long as you got a lot of ants doing this, out of this can emerge hugely complex adaptive patterns. And this is what an emergent system is about. Simple players, huge numbers of them, simple nearest neighbor rules, and you throw them all together and out comes patterning and there is no single ant that knows what the blueprint is and there's no blueprint. There is no plan anywhere that says what the mature form of the colony should look like. There are no instructions. It is bottom-up organization rather than top-down. So Sapolsky in this lecture provides a few different examples. Uh, he talks about bees, talks about kind of similar stuff to the ants. Um, but at the beginning of his lecture, and it was really hard to uh, extract audio from this to put in the podcast because it's pretty visual, um, he talks about cellular automata. And um, if you type cellular automaton in Wikipedia, th there's a really good summary there of uh, what these are and how they illustrate this principle of emergence. And if you want to listen to the whole lecture by Sapolsky, um, if you type into YouTube Robert Sapolsky Emergence, it's the first video that comes up. So it's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, Adam Smith figured out emergence, figured out where our economy came from. I mean, I'm sure it's more complicated than that, but you know, in 85 years, uh, Darwin's amazing revelation on the origins of life is almost the same idea, um, just applied to the biology of animal species. Um, so Smith, freaking genius. I'm so glad we're reading this book. Uh, please tune in next week. Send me those intros. Earn yourself some chocolate gold coins. I love you. Good night. The mob has plans. The cops have plans. Gordon's got plans. You know, they're schemers. Schemers trying to control their little world. 
Their attempts to control things really are.